Hi, this is Mark Iskowitz. I'm editor-at-large for MMM, and I'm super excited to be part of this episode of A100 Storycast, a new podcast series which gives members of the MMM Agency 100 list an opportunity to expound on what sets them apart. In this episode, we're focusing on the agency Elevate Healthcare, the agency's challenger brand ethos, and how the firm helps so-called challenger brands punch above their weight. And I'm delighted to be joined by two execs from Elevate C-Suite, Lorna Weir and Frank X Powers, Elevate co-founders. Lauren and Frank, how are you? And welcome to MM Storycast. Good morning, Mark. Nice to see you. Good morning. Good morning. We have finally some sun on, on this Monday morning here uh, after a weekend of rain, which is a, a pleasure. And it's a pleasure to be speaking with you both. Let's just take a step back and, and, and just ask you, uh, why did you both come together to launch Elevate in 2015. Lorna, how about we start with you on that one? Great, thank you. Yeah, so Frank and I go way back over 20 plus years. Um, we met when Frank was uh, a researcher working on a piece of business that I was uh, working on for Sachi and Sachi Business Communications out of Rochester. And we immediately connected both personally and professionally, just an incredible passion for really eliciting insights, understands what's making our customers tick. How can we build brands that sort of change the way uh, you know our customers are thinking about their brands? And so shortly after that, we both found our way to um, an agency. Frank came along. I got in there first and then brought him along, I was happy to say. And again, just grew up uh, in the healthcare agency world, I think, together in a lot of ways. And while we took a short hiatus um, from working together, we uh, always stayed in touch. And um, 2015, we're like, enough of this. We got to get back together and we got to do it for ourselves. And, you know, in addition to both feeling like we had gotten out and away from working the business with our clients just because we were running agencies um, and we really, really missed that. We also felt that there was a great opportunity and a need that we were hearing from clients to have folks across the table from them who could really respond immediately with strategy, with just, um, you know, the, the wherewithal, the know-how to make things happen quickly for their brands. And so we said, it's time that we do it for ourselves. And so was born Elevate. It's, it's really fascinating to hear how agencies get their start. And, you know, I guess from hearing you talk, Lauren, it was really something that you noticed and talking amongst your clients that, that there, there was a niche there, you know, that they weren't being served. And, and there was something that you felt passionate that you could fill that niche. Um, and obviously you had the chemistry with Frank, you know, knowing each other, you know, working different sides of the business, you know, is, is there a, t- a particular type of client or, or type of business that you seem to be able to help the most? I think so. I think, you know, if you look at them, we do very well with a small and medium sized biotech, right? Because um, these are organizations that, um, the the opportunity and the needs are are high in the marketplace. You know to bring impact. They may not have the full staff and maybe all the resources that larger uh, farmer companies have, but they're equally driven. They are equally competitive and want to see their brand succeed. And I think because they may not have the same level of resources, they really look for their partners to be fully engaged. So I think that's super important, and that's why we do really well. I think there's also a mindset, right, that we find is very prominent there as well. And it and it feeds in nicely to our challenger brand and positioning in the marketplace. And these are folks that 
because of the circumstances in which they're operating, uh, they know, they recognize that they have to think and do things differently. So, you know, right there, we have a shared philosophy that push the bounds as best you can in the creation of your brand and how you approach your stakeholders and, and how you're engaging and working uh, with your different partners. So for us, it's there's a, you know, there's a, a literal, there's a structural component, but it's also equally a mindset for folks who are willing to push and challenge uh, in ways that, um, you know, traditionally uh, might not have done over the years. So in other words, what you're saying, Lorna, is that with this mindset is that it pervades the client agency relationship or impacts it a little bit differently when you realize, okay, I have a challenger, you're, you're a challenger brand. Hey, you know, get, get real with that reality. And there's certain things that you might as an agency push for, you know, obviously respectfully, is, is that what you're saying? You know, that, that they, they have to, when they, when they realize they're a challenger brand, they have to take on a different mindset. And that is that they need to push the envelope a little bit more, obviously within the regulatory bounds. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's exactly right. And I and I think you have at the center of that is a mutual respect and trust and appropriateness to that. And and so I think that's that is really important for us. And I think that's also why we continue to work with folks with whom we've worked over the years, um, because they they know that they they can expect us to appropriately challenge that we will be there with them. Um, and we're gonna hold ourselves accountable as much as you know they are looking to succeed and be held accountable in the marketplace. So I, it is very much, and I think for us, it is a market challenge, a market opportunity, as well as a mindset to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. So you realize that this was a niche that you could fulfill. Um, and uh, so let's just take a, another step back and ask, what is a challenger brand? Frank, how do you define that? Yeah, it's, it's a really interesting question because if you look across our client roster and, and, you know, Lorna mentioned our position as a challenger brand agency in healthcare specifically, all shapes and sizes of, of clients fall under this. And it has to do with being challenged by the specific market circumstances as well as the environment. So that could be, um, you know, unexpectedly a market leader that now has competition in a way they never had before, seeing challenges they've never had before and having to defend share in a way that is their challenge. Um, And so we might get a call to, to help a client like that, or it might be a client that's early days with a molecule that is not unsure of how they might position it and bring it to, to the marketplace. Or it could be someone that, you know, more traditionally smaller, um, less share of voice, smaller sales force competing against a dominant market leader. The, all of those would qualify in our, our perspective as, as a challenger brand. And we'll have to develop unique bespoke solutions for each of those situations, Mark. Yeah, it sounds like a really smart positioning, you know, if I may say so myself, but because like, you know, at any brand, whatever your challenge is, you're a challenger brand. As, as you said, Frank, you know, very succinctly, it could have been a, a big you know, brand that was humming along, but all of a sudden finds itself facing some new kind of competition and, and, and they become a challenger brand or, or it would behoove them to think of themselves as such, you know, so that they can, you know, make some necessary shifts in their marketing to, um, to adjust for this new competition. So, but whatever, whatever your challenge is, you're a challenger brand. So can you tell me a little bit more, you know, Frank, staying with you here for a moment, yeah, sure. um, how do you know as, as an agency executive, sure. how do you know you have, or what, what qualifies as a challenger brand when you're talking to a client? 
Yeah, over the years, Lauren and I have been been working together for 20 plus years. We've seen some some themes, Mark, if you will. We've seen about 10 archetypes of challenger brands. Um, I'll list a few of them, but we tend to see them over and over again. And they're not uncommon uh, that that one of our clients or a prospect, we might be in a room and we'll share this ethos with them. And you'll see some nodding heads like, yeah, we're, we're a number three, seven and ten. Um, we, we got a few of these challenges. Uh, and so, you know, entering date, enter a market with inferior data uh, is one where someone might be challenged by the way the clinical trial was set up or, or the limitations of their claim matrix. Um, that's something that brands are often challenged with the things they can say, even though if their product might be able to do more in the real world, but what they can say about it is limited. And so that would be certainly one that we see uh, quite a bit of. Maybe it's a brand that's underperforming and, and has not been fully optimized to its potential. That, that's something that we see on a regular basis if they're looking for a new creative agency. Why might they be doing that? They've yet to live up to their full potential and marketing might be one of those reasons why. So bringing an agency like ours and elevate the team in to do what we do to help maximize that brand's potential would be something that, that is a, a, a classic challenger brand um, situation. Uh, I think launching a new indication, Mark, you, you've got a, a existing molecule that's known for one thing that then is layering on or is being studied in at, with a new indication. That's a new challenge. That's a new introduction. And, and you need to change the behavior uh, of your target HCP audience, potentially, as well as their patients about how to think about that brand. So those are just three off, off the top of the, the list that we could look at that people might look at and think, hmm, challenger brand situation in healthcare marketing. Sure, sure. Well, thanks for sharing those. I feel like you were sharing the real, the secret sauce there um, <laughs> of, uh, of your, you know, uh, what, what makes you tick there. So you identify, you, you list those archetypes when, you know, say when you're in a, in, a, in a client, you know, meeting and, you know, the client say, oh yeah, I'm number two, I'm number three, as you put it. Um, and, you know, are, are there real things that you can do? I mean, obviously asking a rhetorical question here, but, you know, there are actually obviously really real things that you can do here from, as you were saying, an HCP and a patient marketing perspective to bend the curve, as it were, Frank? Yeah, for sure. And I think each time, Mark, based upon the circumstance that we've just talked about, that solution is different. Um, it won't be the same solution for brand A as it is to, to brand B because of the market situation being unique to that therapeutic category and to unique to what may be happening with payers and, and how patients are responding to the brand. So each time, whether that's you know your traditional, we talk about print and a mix of digital and everything that's going on in today's marketplace with social, it's a combination of all those levers and optimizing that, that strategic mix to, to truly bring forth what they need to do in the marketplace. For some, that might be really strong positioning update, creative campaign. For others, it might be more tactical. And as far as the, the strategic pull through of those insights. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, great. So, um, I'm sure everybody out there is is probably uh, really uh, dying to to hear an example or two of of how you have helped change challenger brands. Would you would you mind sharing a case study or two? Sure, and happy to do so. I think one 
client comes to mind, Medexis Pharmaceuticals out of Chicago, Illinois. Um, Medexis has actually three brands that Lorna, myself, and the team here at Elevate support. And each of those is a challenger brand in their own right. Uh, I, I will tell you when we were first pitching their business, it was around that, that challenge of market leading molecule, unique delivery system, can you help us defend our share? Um, and, and that was something in the rheumatoid arthritis space. And, and, and we've been able to grow with that client as they bring on pipeline products. And so as we move into the, the second and third products, very different challenges um, in the rare disease space, um, far different nuances when it comes to the, the product, the target audience, and, and the payer environment for each of those products. And so building out the, the Challenger brand, um, the positioning for those products, as well as how we will launch them in, in the year ahead, uh, all very nuanced to that specific target audience. And I think in each of those, you know, as we are building out those brands, we are so focused on the insight in that for that, that's gonna connect that audience with that brand. You know, so I think we're very much about, you know, un uncovering that insight that's going to connect and address that challenge. Um, and that, I think, is also the uniqueness and where the creativity, the strategic creativity comes in as well for what we do. And so one of those examples might be a new or misunderstood technology and, and helping them and the, the target audience of healthcare professionals to understand the technology in a way that has not been done previously. And so when you have a situation like that, driving to an insight, mm -hmm. truly important. And can you make it fast enough that they you get their attention and they wanna learn more? Can we engage them further to, to wanna get smarter around the technology, the product, and ultimately the so solution for their patient? And I think that's also a little bit of what we focus on and why that, you know, the alignment with the with the clients on, you know, what we're solving for here is that to say that people have short attention spans right now is an understatement, right? Everybody's inundated by so much information, you know, just an onslaught. And so making sure that insight and the articulation of that insight and how it connects to the brand, that immediacy, you know, has got to be really forefront for us. And again, we've got to, you know, that's where you got to push the bounds a little bit, right? That's where you've got to get into territory that um, that may feel a little bit challenging, a little bit different for clients, because we just don't, we fundamentally believe it. You just don't have the time and the opportunity to waste to drive that impact and that intended outcome. Sure. And I like what you were saying very much about the insight, um, because even though what you're doing, say you have your own kind of unique thing here with helping brands kind of understand what their challenge is and helping them uh, overcome that challenge, it's still classic advertising because you've got your research and insights and then that kind of, you, you, you come up with your brilliant insight and then that ladders up to a strategy and a creative execution, right? So it's it still falls back on that kind of same paradigm, would you say, of kind of the research insights, strategy, creative execution, when you go kind of do, do your thing? Yes, yes, yeah. totally agree. Okay, cool. All right, any other uh, examples you, you wanna share? I think the the last example, I'll stay with that same client because there's a third brand we haven't we haven't talked about, but something that's been available in Europe for a number of years coming to the United States. Different challenge. Physicians may have heard of this, read about it, been excited about it, but it's never been 
here in, in America. And so a unique challenge that there might be some preconceived notions about this molecule that we either want to reinforce or actually recast for a successful launch while staying obviously on label and true to all the data. So interesting challenge that there is potentially preconceived notions um, and, and how to make that fit within what will be our label here in the United States. Mm, the coming to America challenge. If you will. <laughs> the coming to America <laughs> challenge. Thank you, Mark. Great, great. Okay, thanks so much for sharing those case studies. Those are really interesting. And the archetypes, you know, I think I'm, maybe a lot of people out there probably may be thinking, oh, I, I, I'm a brand or I know a brand that fits into one of those archetypes. Let's talk about um, a, a topic that we used to talk a lot about on MMM, and that's the the ideal you know client agency relationship. What does that look like in, in 2022 here? You know, after two years of pandemic living and and the and the pivot to digital, if you will, and now you know um, as we were saying, you know, last week at the Transform Conference, people are like, you know, are we are we post COVID? Are we still COVID? You know, Dr. Stephen Clasco, you know, our keynote said we're, we're KAC, kind of after COVID, you know, so that way you don't have to kind of politically make a statement. Is COVID over or not? You just say kind of KAC. But so what does is, what is the client agency uh, relationship look like today? I think it is, um, you know, what, what we're excited about is that we have all of our clients are really interested in getting back in a room and working together. I mean, you know, we've all figured out how to do the Zoom and we, you know, we continue to work our business and, and you know, do what we needed to do. Uh, but the energy and the excitement to say, yeah, we got to get in, let's get our hands dirty again, let's start solving these problems. Um, I've been super excited about because there's nothing like some in-person interaction. And, um, and, and I think, you know, it also, it represents the, the challenges that we're going to have building brands as we move forward. And so what is that mix? How do we tap into the strength and the power of, of different types of engagement, um, you know, not just at the agency client, but as we extend out into our stakeholders. And so I think that we're seeing our clients, you know, really wanting to dig in and understand and, and pressure test what's it going to look like. You know, I think like the beginning of the pandemic, you know, stage left to digital. And then that was sort of, an, you know, that, that was an inundation and, you know, it was just lost everything was just the loss coming over the transom. And so now we're back to this place, which I find so exciting is that now let's be thoughtful about this because, you know, some talk about fundamentals and some things don't ever change. I mean, people respond to different you know, stimuli, if you will, or different engagement at different times. And how can we build an, how can we build a brand experience uh, that takes in all the power of what we have today? Um, and as well as recognizing that people have a lot going on, uh, how can we actually design a, design a brand experience that really reinforces the opportunity or the problem of the brand challenges? And so, you know, for us that, you know, circling it back to the client relationship is having those types of conversations, thinking about evaluating what's new, not just because it's new for new sake, but how does it actually add on? What do we used to do that still has relevancy, still will bring the, you know, still will bring a level of engagement that we want. And so having those really thoughtful, challenging conversations together um, is what, you know, it has been consistent, not just leading up to, but, you know, before, during and after really that at the table, let's work through it. Let's ask tough questions. Let's think beyond what our comfort zone is. Uh, and let's not lose sight of, you know, some things that still remain really relevant to what we're doing. 
And Mark, you put out a piece last week that cited some data around digital programs and their effectiveness that was was really interesting because everyone did stage left to digital and and made sense and, and perfectly understand why. But there's a mix of media that needs to happen to optimize a brand's potential. And you can't just go all one way. Um, and I think that's what we've learned and what our clients are, are saying as well. And there is the in-person um, that is being clamored for. And we've seen when, when the situation's right, was still welcomed for, for live conversation um, when the, the product's that important. Yeah, that's, that's a really interesting point, Frank, that the stage left to digital really as a result of that by definition, just kind of neglected the, the marketing mix uh, as a whole. Uh, there were there were obviously valid reasons for that. And thank you for sharing also, Lorna, the point about the challenging conversations, you know, which is something, you know, you're you're each challenging each other, which is something that's just kind of a constant over the last few years and that that hasn't changed. How, how does your team uh, structure and process and, and creative influence your model? When we started Elevate uh, and the model was actually designed to to address the, the, how, the reason why we set Elevate up and we brought in um, senior folks uh, to join us on this journey. And I think in order for us, again, you know, we've been talking over the last several minutes about what does that look like? And, you know, the ability to be able to have these dynamic debates and discussions uh, is fed by folks who are in the room who have experience, who, who aren't just falling back on that experience, but certainly who bring experience, who are able to respond and think quickly to, to these differing dynamics. You know, that was very much a part of, you know, bringing these folks along with us. Um, and they're also folks with whom we've been very successful over the years. And so knowing that we are now doing this, you know, creating this, what we believe is a special place. We wanted to bring the folks who had helped us be successful in the past as well. But I mean, it's very much about getting, getting experts in the different disciplines here with us around the table with our clients so that we're able to have that breadth of discussion. We're able to go deep and broadly and, 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 and push the bounds wherever we can. And so, you know, that's where we started out. But as we continue to build out the team, you know, we talk about the challenger brand ethos or well, the elevate ethos is we want is very, very important to us is that when people walk through the doors here, you know, whether they're the virtual or the or the physical doors, they feel they feel safe to push the thinking and to challenge uh, one another appropriately, respectfully. But again, it is about the only way we're going to we will advance the thinking. We will advance the work is if we create that environment. And so, again, it's our, our model based in, you know, how we work, with whom we work internally and with our clients. They're all it's all intended to promote that that kind of thinking, pushing that kind of thinking. Yeah, I think a, a lot of that, and Lorna has touched on what we call, quote unquote, healthy debate here at the agency. And that's something we we expect. And it's one of the fundamentals uh, part of the Elevate way is if you're going to enter the doors here, you have to be willing to roll up your sleeve and have that healthy debate in the spirit of it's safe. It, it's it's really welcomed and, and it's a two way street and, and it ultimately pushes the work to a better place. And that's creative work. That's, you know, messaging. It, it's just the smarts of our team in answering questions, anticipating what might come up in front of a client. And that healthy debate, I think, is, is a true hallmark of our teams here within the agency. And what we look for in the interview process, if someone's going to fit in here, they should enjoy that. 
And, and that's a, a true sign of one of the, the, the model here at Elevate is healthy debate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so you're creating a space for healthy debate. I, that's I, I, that's really amazing. Um, I would imagine if you know you're an, you're an agency that's ha- hanging its hat on helping challenger brands, you really want to foster you know an environment um, of healthy debate and making people feel comfortable challenging the status quo, really, uh, which um, kind of ladders up to how you recruit talent and how you structure your teams and, and your process and everything else. So yeah. And questions you, like you. why, you know, so not just, you know, like, well, why do you think that? What do you, you know, what is that based in? And to just to drill down more to understand and, and, you know, drive to that, that insight, but that just constantly asking, okay, that's cool. Why, you know, let's talk more about that. Um, and, and really to delve into the, into the, to the meat of it. Sure. Sure. And ultimately pushes the work to a better place, uh, as you were saying. Uh, so let's uh, one more question. I'll, I'll let you both go. What's next for the agency? So, so real exciting time at the agency this this summer. We're we're building out new headquarters and, and plan to move in late June, Mark. So not too far from our current headquarters, but really a chance for Lorna and I to transform the way work looks like for our, our staff in, in the year years ahead. Um, not only transforming the, the physical space, but optimizing how they work on a day in day out basis. So having great amenities, a, a thoughtful hybrid approach to the architectural design of the office, which has been a lot of fun for us figuring out what good looks like in a place where you can come in, grab a spot to work or whether you need a dedicated office. Working through all those nuances has been great, but excited to get the staff and motivate the staff back in uh, as they choose. Where do they work best? And, and hopefully we're providing an environment for both those physical based employees as well as our remote staff that has grown during the pandemic uh, an ideal work environment. Yeah, I think that our staff did such a beautiful job of, of shifting and continuing to maintain a high degree of engagement and camaraderie and really impressed with that. Um, but what we do is very much a team sport, right? I mean, it depends on it depends on engagement and involvement. Um, and so, again, to get we just we have more people coming in. You feel the energy, you know, it just it just it brings another level of camaraderie and creativity back into the process that, um, you know, again, that we want to figure out how to capture that again in a way that people feel comfortable and, and cause we're all working differently now, but there is, there is something, there's nothing like that, that in-person engagement given what we do. So really hoping to create that, that uh, environment in the new space as well. Yeah, I can understand why you'd want to have a space that's conducive to that and it should become a talking point in a, in a good way. And uh, it sounds like you have a, a very special place there. Frank and Lorna, thank you so much for sharing more about it for our StoryCast listeners. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, our pleasure, Mark. Always good to catch up. 